This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB. Hello, Winnipeg. Hello, Manitoba. Lots to get to here on Jets at noon. Lots of time for your reaction. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Text the show. Uh, we're going to be talking bombers in just a few seconds here. But after 1230, we'll also uh, save some time for the Jets. We're going to talk about the log jam at defense. What's going to happen there? Uh, how many moves need to be made? Is this something that... Maybe you hold off for another year, wait for some contracts. Who do you resign? All that stuff. We'll talk blue line with the Winnipeg Jets as well. Uh, again, lots of time for your reaction. 204-780-6868. Uh, I'm Cam Poitras. That's Jim Tolt. Jim, how you doing? Very well, sir. How are you? Happy Thursday. Yes, yes, yes. Cabana Wear Week continues. Yes, well, it's going to continue all summer. That is a stylish one. All summer. How, how many do you have? Uh because I'm like you. I think you and I are like this way. You find a garment that you enjoy yeah. and like, and you buy like eight of them. Yeah. Different style, colors, mm-hmm. different. Well, I mean, Today you got fishing equipment. Yeah, this is fishing equipment. Yesterday was, I think earlier this week was turtles. And then I had, uh, you know, the floral look. Um, I also had one. I have one with car. Uh, you're going to see them all throughout. How old are gonna, you again? Thirty, Turning 32 in July. So 31. this week is not only Cabana Wear Week, but it is Sex Appeal Week for the 55-plus wow. crowd Thank from you a very 32-year-old. Much. Thank you. You walk Thank around you. a 55-plus event and that's watch out. That's what I'm aiming for. That's my that's yeah. my demo. A lot of heads are turning. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> you look good. Ah, you, you're making me blush and here, And by Jim. the way, that's I'm exactly that demo, I'm so I know. <laughs> Uh, well, let's talk some rookie camp, of course, into day two here. Uh, bringing on the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Derek Taylor. Uh, bomber camp, uh, bomber training camp reports brought to you by Stars Air Ambulance, caring for Manitobans when and where you need us most. Uh, Derek Taylor, I'm not sure how he feels about cabana wear. Uh, yay or nay? Oh, I, I'm in favor. I say be comfortable. I be comfortable. If you want to, if you want to sway. 55 year olds in your direction cap if you want to yeah. get that older crowd you want to you want to go coog it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm that's that's where i'm going for are you cougar are you a cougar hunter um, you can't hunt cougar cam well based on uh, my marriage I'll, I'll have to say no comment well i would presume that i'm just you better say no i'm not is what you better say <laughs> thankfully yeah. she doesn't listen to the show that's, dt how are you get us out of this right now how's camp Oh, it's good. It's good. We're back in the sunshine again. The weather perfect for for rookie camp. So a- any rookies uh, from the south of the United States who are used to hot weather, this is all right. I don't actually see anybody in like long sleeves and and long tights. It's it's that warm for the for the southern U.S. guys. This is great. Yeah, I've been following you on Twitter too. Uh, more vets uh, showing up today as well. Uh, and they are they are in rare form. So I was talking with uh, Jackson Jeff Coke before. Uh, gosh, Shane Goche is here. Patty Newfeld is here. Sid Hayden, Drew Wolitarski. Uh, I believe Chris Kolinkowski here as well. And uh, it, it's funny. Uh, they're going on here at the stadium. So the fans and, and media sit in two sections. The players two, are two sections over in the back row. And they're, they're chirping. It's terrific. If someone... 
there's a drill where you go through some bags and then you run toward a coach and he'll point you right or left. One guy went the wrong direction and there was hooting and hollering from the vets, just giving it to the poor guy for going the wrong direction. They're celebrating great plays. They're hooting for bad plays. They are, at least their personalities are in mid-season form already. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I was following, of course, in your reports on the on the twenty five after and 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 uh, after on, on, in the mornings here as well uh, when you're doing the bomber training camp reports on on, on right here on six eighty CJOB. Uh, you, you focused on Carlton Agadosi as well, and you spoke to him about about Zach Caleros and and he's out there getting early reps and and the work that he's been putting in uh, since recovering from um uh, from 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 his a broken ankle, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, what if if he's healthy and he joins this receiving core, which is going to have the likes of Nick Dembski and and Drew Olatarski and 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 uh, and Kenny Lawler and 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 everybody else on there? You know, Rashid Bailey, he, he's going to be back as well. Um, what was Egadosi lining up? Dalton Schoen, how can I forget him as well? Egadosi lining up there. How does how could he potentially open things up for this offense? Well, this this is going to be the tricky part because of the his American sex. He's an American, right? Yeah. So, uh, he went in for Rashid Bailey last year, uh, and, and that would be the place to put him in this year. Last year's starting five with Lawler replacing Greg Ellingson returns intact, right? But there's also the Carlton Agadosi question. So you go, well, how do you get Agadosi on the roster with Bailey? One of them, ha- one of them has to play or not play, or if both of them play, do you, does somebody else do the returning and you take Janarian Grant off the roster? Can you really put an extra American on there, even with this new 49% rule that we'll get into much more as the season comes around? How do you get them both on the roster? Because we saw that one game from Agadosi with six catches and 70 yards and two touchdowns against Calgary. And we went, this guy might be a star with his mm-hmm. six foot six, 220 pound frame. Can you really put that guy on the practice roster? Because if I'm one of the eight other CFL teams who saw that game, I might go, yeah, you're going to come play for me now um, and just take you off the Bombers' practice roster. So to me, at at least at the moment, there's a real dilemma of either we have to get them both on the roster or figure out a way to keep both uh, Agadosi and Bailey or, or else we're in danger of losing them. And if you can get them both on the roster, Bailey could be one of these 49% 49% players and replace a Canadian, give Nick Dembski a, a couple of reps off or give Drew Wolitarski a couple of reps off because he'd be allowed to come in for a Canadian. So it, it presents some interesting, interesting challenges, some problem solving. Uh, it, it's great to have a lot of talent, but if you're going to, if there's a chance you lose a really talented player for nothing, that's, that's something you absolutely don't want to happen. Indeed. Um, along with those, uh, when we look at this team, and I, I, first of all, I think it's impressive, Derek, that some of these vets are here already. And I don't mean just in town, but actually showing up and watching and, and taking in. That's a part of a, a culture, right? Like there's, there's yeah. some teams where the vets, if they don't have to show up till Saturday, they'll, they'll maybe come by the facility Friday night. It's not on second day of, of rookie camp. So I think that's an attribute to the, to the culture they have built there. But this talk about the practice roster, it's, it's, I, we were talking yesterday, like how good this team could be. And there's not a lot of storylines because it's just a matter of if they can perform to that level and stuff. There is some storylines in the fact of they might lose some talent with cuts this year that, that other teams will, will, like they have decisions to make on the future of this program as well. Because if you put a guy like yeah. that on the practice roster and lose him, 
in a year or two, you might need a guy like that. Oh, and, and I mean, if that one game was indicative of what's to come, then, oh, my God. Can you imagine he goes in and he's a star for somebody else? He is, speaking of Agadosa, I mean, he's 29, so there's, there is a limit to the amount of upside versus a guy who's 23. But you're, you're going to have those questions when it comes to defensive backfield as well. When people ask me about what do I think, I go, well, there's going to be some things at defensive backfield where Dietrich Nichols and Brandon Alexander, stone-cold locks. Those guys are our first-team all-star level players. But then you go, well, there's at least five other guys for four other spots, and that's, that's presuming nobody pops in, in rookie camp and training camp, right? Winston Rose, who really had some struggles last season. Uh, then you have Demario Houston, who was terrific last season and then got injured. Could he move back inside? Desmond Lawrence, uh, released by Hamilton, was really good with knocking down passes when he got to Winnipeg. Alden Darby, Alden's a, a year older. I haven't even mentioned Jamal Parker, the young man who played great when he got some reps. That's a guy who at the moment wouldn't start. Go, oh, boy, he could provide some, some depth and maybe get on the roster, but then roster decisions get tougher. And what if one of the guys here in camp looks really good and you want to take a run at him? It's, they are going to have to let some talented players go. And O'Shea acknowledges that kind of throughout the year of, we tell guys, you know, just because you're not right for us doesn't mean you're not a good football player. You, you know, take this experience and, and you know, you can go on somewhere else. And it'd be, it'd be hard to watch someone go be great for somebody else. But this is a 15-win football team that's not rebuilding. They're just reloading in a couple of spots, right? So, yeah, you're, you're going to get some guys that your scouts found that you'd rather not let go, but you're going to have to. Yeah, health is going to be paramount. I mean, that, that that's no surprise. It's every year heading into it, especially with, with this team. And But but how are you feeling about the depth? I mean, the, the way you're just speaking there, Derek, it sounds like it's pretty good. It, it's, it is to an extent, right? I was talking with one of the other media guys. We were talking about receivers. And to me, it's the best receiving starting five in the CFL. But then if, if one of those guys gets hurt, if Nick Dempsey gets hurt again and has to miss four games, at the moment, there's not a lot proven to fill in for his spot. There'd be Brendan O'Leary Orange, but there's not a lot proven to to be able to fill that spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive line, at least from an American perspective, they're they're probably could use a little extra as the ball is intercepted, attempted deep for Carlton Agadosi. Agadosi saying touchdown. We're going to go to instant replay here at Rookie Camp. <laughs> such a rare. It looked like Suleiman Karamoko came down with the ball, but Agadosi is claiming touchdown, and he's got five 300-pounders on his side going for touchdown. Controversy at rookie camp already. Oh, my God. It's uh, unbelievable. We've got to get to the bottom of this. Wait for those meetings today. That was a catch. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Let's go to the film. Exactly. That was absolutely a catch. So a receiver, an incredible top level, but the depth is, I wonder about it. On defensive backs, depth may be the thing that gets you through. Um, last year, Taekwon Glass, I think it was started four games, and then they released him and and went with Demario Houston. You go, okay, well, I hope there's some of those guys available because uh, defensive tackle, I guess American defensive tackle will be another one. of There is Ricky Walker, but who who are the other American defensive tackles? They're going to need to find some, right? So they're at, at some spots, they have incredible players on that first level, and at other spots, they're not as great as the first level, but there's more depth throughout it. So, yeah, those are those are the things you have to navigate in salary cap sports. 
Uh, what's uh, looking forward to until tomorrow, Derek, and uh, when we get started for real? Yeah, so rookie camp continues tomorrow. They take a break from on-field activities for Saturday. That's when they'll do their first set of cutdowns. They have to get down to 95-plus you know, uh, draft picks and stuff like that by Saturday. And then Sunday, it is full steam ahead with everybody. All the guys who are chirping from the uh, sidelines here will have to get on their pads on and do it for real. So it's uh, can't wait. Honestly, the, the first day of, of full training camp, is the one to be is the one that I'm always most excited about. This is nice to get your feet wet and and see some guys, but it, none of this means anything until you do it against Stanley Bryant comes comes Sunday. Absolutely, Derek Taylor, voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, joining us. Uh, Bomber training camp reports are brought to you by Stars or Ambulance, caring for Manitobans when and where you need us most. Derek, talk tomorrow. Okay, take care. Have fun. Thanks, guys. Uh, Cam. You wear what you want. You don't Thank take you. that from Tony. You, you wear you. what you want, brother. I'm, That's I'm right. helping him. I think it's outstanding. Yeah. And, I, and later you can take your teeth out and wear an afghan. I'm, I'm not wearing socks until November. I'm not oh, wearing socks. For the, for the win. <laughs> no, you got to wear black socks with that cabana wear. You got to wear black socks and sandals. You got to. All right. Thanks, Derek. Take thanks, care. DT. Bye. Okay. All right, let's uh, take a break. Let's come back on the other side after uh, the 1230 sports coming up with Skylar Peters. Um, we're going to take a look at the log jam on defense and uh, Toth's good friend. Uh, they go way back. Um, real, real long history between Alex Petrangelo and, and Jim Toth. What was he thinking last night? I don't know. I'm not happy, though. <laughs> You're going to talk to that. You're gonna have to talk to his mom. Can't do that. Maybe only English pig do that. That's a quote from Slapshot. You know? Yeah. You I never, get. never do that. No. That's, and you go to box and feel shame. He's, look, he's got to be suspended for that. Wow. We haven't heard anything. We're he, waiting here. I know, I know he might not be. I am not, I'm, a, I'm not oblivious to that. He has got to be suspended I, for that. I'm, if you're taking, allowed Jim, to, if you're allowed to over the head axe swing a guy, then all is lost. We're talking about this after 1230. I, it's taking too long. Apparently, I've been, I'm following Twitter. Some of the reporters following this. There's a debate right now. with he's NHL. a nice guy. We'll talk about it. We'll be right back. If Vander Kane, he gets three games for that. But Alex is a nice guy. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Saturday cloudy and a high of 22. Well, that just turned pessimistic all of a sudden. Right now, though, enjoy this one today. 21 degrees at 680 CJOB. How will you enjoy the next half hour of programming? It's Jets at noon. <laughs> wow. That was rough, boys. That's rough. That was great. That was, that's Perfect. just not good enough. Is that what league. we can expect going forward? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like a guy that gets signed to the big extension and then never does anything. I got my bag. I'm, I'm good now. I'm just coasting. No, no. It's just the first so year. It's just the first year. So, so a year from now, you'll be just, we're not going to have, we're not, I'm park. not having patience for like 82 games here. No trade clause, buddy. <laughs> Who talks? That's can't so trade. True. Can't trade Wait, me now. Where, yeah. Can't trade me now, like no, Ryan Johansson when, right. he, built the, when no. he built the Columbus Blue Jackets <laughs> basketball court in his backyard. And then what did they do? They traded him. No, no trade clause. Plus, we're one of those organizations where we as GMs have no authority. We have to do whatever the yeah. above owners. Yeah, that's so, exactly right. Although so we're running we, this, the players run. We this have league. no authority. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> A big announcement yesterday after you left, Skyler Peters is taking over for Sarah McCarthy. When did that come down? 
Did I miss that? Like yeah, four weeks out, ago when I started. Oh, yeah. Came about right after you left, actually. I saw that came. email. I was like, I knew that already. Yeah. <laughs> but doing it for weeks. When, when I, I was, I actually replied. I said, he's off parole. Like, I thought he was on parole. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they cut the he's ankle been here a long time. Yeah, it's, he's been here a long time. It's been time. years of parole. Only four years. You've been, well, for, is, you've been here for four years now. I thought it was now. called probation. Yeah, probation. Parole. <laughs> parole. <laughs> probation. That's what it is. Jeez, boys. Uh, uh, yeah, I should get this right, month. eh? Yeah. Because you cleared that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. It was a long time. Yeah. Been through both, but right. uh, that was probation. Thanks, Skylar. <laughs> probation. Yeah. Look right, forward to it. Congratulations. He'll, he'll be better tomorrow. Yeah. He, he flew all day to his new team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Texas show 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Uh, yeah, still waiting for... Uh, word on uh, on Petrangelo and, and if there is going to be a pending suspension here. I got some text messages, uh, 204-780-6868, um, uh, and, and from what I've been reading in some of the reports uh, going around here, that there's an internal debate in the NHL as to what they're going to do here. Edward texts the show, and he says, if he doesn't get a minimum one-game suspension for that slash, I'm done with the NHL. That one from Edward. This one from Ian. He won't be suspended because, one, it's Vegas, and two, it's Petrangelo. Can't suspend a top player in the playoffs, a fine at the most. That one from Ian. And this texter says, uh, how is it possible that we are discussing suspension and discipline after Petrangelo's situation last night, but nothing when Kane charged him from the blue line in Game 3 and cross-check him in the neck? Uh, how about how many players dry saddle for one who regularly leaves their feet to make hits? Any jets, any jet player would be in jail if we compared some of these examples with Shifley's playoff discipline a few years back. Uh, terrible double standard. It seems depending on who you are, or worse, which team you play for. That that sounds like a Vegas fan. Are you you not like the Oilers? Whoever sent that? Probably not. Yeah. Um, first of all, Kane isn't a suspendable thing. It's a penalty and a whatever. He crossed. He, he was given a misconduct. Yeah. He was given a misconduct. The misconduct is what it was, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, look, I'm not biased towards either of these teams, but you can't do that. And here's what's so disappointing to me last night, Cam, with this, is the whole post-game discussion on the panel and the whole post-game, uh, even on Sportsnet Central with with Elliot Friedman after. Mm-hmm. The whole debate was, well, because Nurse got the instigator, they might even it up and they both go. Um, they kept saying over and over, Petrangelo's in a lot of trouble here, but mm-hmm. they can talk away the instigator for Nurse if they want to because it's the playoffs. And then Petrangelo, I mean, he's in a lot of trouble, but we don't know. Like, he's got a clean right, blah, blah, blah. The whole discussion was around how to bend the rules. None of the discussion was, this is the rule, he's going to get a game. And that's so disappointing to me. This is what I've been since 2011, when I moved up from after covering Alberta Junior Hockey League to Western Hockey League to American Hockey League to starting to cover the National Hockey League. It's embarrassing that this is how your league is discussed, where the post game is, well, if their one defenseman is suspended, then it's easier to suspend the other one. And maybe the instigator can get taken away. It doesn't happen often, but this is how it happens. And this is the playoffs. Petrangelo's in trouble, but we don't know. How is what Alex Petrangelo did even up for debate of whether it's a suspension or not? Because if it's not then free-for-all, over-the-head axe slashes, let's see them all. Let's go forward for another two rounds and see over-the-head, two-handed axe-swinging slashes that because you won't get suspended. Well, and the puck, Jim, and I mean, I, this is completely asinine, this discussion. The puck was already bouncing off the boards behind the net and out of the way. 
There was, there was no chance of the puck. It was nowhere even near the play. He didn't even know where the puck was. He, he didn't he care. He just came from he the blue line. didn't care. And so here's the problem. And then the other discussion was that some people said, I get it because the Oilers have been making life miserable for Petrangelo and they've been running them all series. That's playoff hockey. <laughs> You're a very good player. <laughs> And much like Mitch Marner getting punched in the face twice and laughing, and then after he goes, well, that's their game. Their game is they think I'm soft and going to try to get me off it. It's yeah. important that I keep my composure. Yeah. That's part of the gamemanship of this. If you get so frustrated at the end of game four in a 2-2 tied series that you over the head axe slash a guy, you it shouldn't. the whole discussion last night, I couldn't sleep for an hour. It infuriated me. Can we not just call penalties? Mm-hmm. I mean... No, I'm just. I got to calm down here. No, no, no. I'm because I, I told you before in the commercial, I'm not going to get worked up. <laughs> no, but I'm this putting, is the I'm putting dumbest... myself in in your girlfriend's shoes and you yesterday. Oh, she goes to bed before <laughs> these games. Like she's like, I can't sit up with you. Like that. I just I, and I, look, I'm not yeah. like this at home. I just yeah. make I'm, notes I'm just, and stuff. I'm, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing. you. I cannot believe I'm saying this out loud. Can we not just call the penalties and suspend them? Does that not make sense? Why, Jim, I, I, you can't find something more blatant than this. Have you ever seen something more we blatant? We all know what Bruce Cassidy and maybe Kelly McCrimmon are going to say. And and the same for Darnell Nurse. This whole idea that it can be rescinded. You instigated a fight in the last five minutes. It's a one-game suspension. Why are we debating it? It's You over-the-head act-slashed a guy at the end of a game. Yeah. You're getting a two-game suspension. Why are we even debating it? It should just be. It should just be. It should be put into a formula. Here, here it is. You put it into the in, into the all. You put all the information in. Spits out two game. That's the end of it. And you know what, Cam? If it was, if it, if we just as simple as this sounds and infuriating as it is to me, if you just called it that way, I think you might not see two hand over the head slashes anymore. Yeah. I think a guy, the next guy, even five years from now, will go, maybe I won't do this because I'm going to miss the next two games. But we don't do that. We sit here on bated breath in a professional hockey league to see if a guy who over his own head slashed a guy with no time left in the game almost and mm-hmm. got and, and we're debating whether he gets suspended or not. It just, to me, it's so amateur hourish it's so i mean so what what are we do i can't go on this is for, i just, this just is, call I, the I, game I, just, I understand darren dreger a friend of the program been on with us several times here uh he said oh, this was his text mess uh his message on twitter always a mistake to go to bed after a game is over the vegas golden knights and oilers bringing the hate uh as has been suggested suspending petrangelo for the slash for a game or two while uphold, upholding the auto one game for nurse instigator is the most likely scenario uh department of player safety and hockey ops to decide today if this was basketball and I a guy comes down yeah. the court and drop kicks a guy in the in the chest are we even debating whether he gets suspended for the next game, playoffs no, or not? Absolutely not. If this is the NFL and you're in a conference championship game and at the end of a game a guy goes running over to a guy that there's no time left and takes his helmet off and swings it at him and smokes him in the side of the shoulder, are we talking about whether he gets suspended for the Super Bowl or not? This is the NHL has been asking for this to come for a long time, Jim. And I used to be on the on the on the side of um it's the playoffs. Let him play a little bit. 
You know what I mean? Don't call everything. But let it go. Is, the, the, and and I used to I used to sit on that side. Yeah. But I'm I'm every day that goes by, I'm moving closer towards. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. Who gives a crap if it's the playoffs? But see, to me, I'm not I'm not like adamant. I get playoff like like I just discussed the game. No, but but the if this is the regular season. And, and goes to cross check. Petrangelo catches him in the neck. It, it was called right. It was a misconduct. Like it's yeah. it's. It, to me, this is not even up for debate. No, but the, the longer the debate went last night of, well, he's in trouble, but he might not get anything, and it's Alec Petrano. Maybe this was the one that drove me nuts. Because of the nurse instigator, if they don't rescind that, then each team loses a defenseman, and they might that might make it easier. It might make it easier to suspend Petrangelo. Why does it have to be made easier? He did it. And when I when I yell like this, I'm sorry, but it, we're looking at each other right now, and it's like we have no answers for each well, other. I, this is the way it should be. You do that, it's two games. Well, if this is a regular we'll season, we'll see in game seven if, if you make if it. If this is the regular season, that's no doubt that's just getting suspension. But it's because it's the playoffs, and that's what I'm saying. It's all. It's there seems to be a different set of the, the rule book is different for the for the postseason. And you look, I mean, okay, and there's always this comparison, one game for one. And Bruce brings it up. Hey, what about the 55 got in the playoffs when he got four games? So, so if you're following that rule, which we've seen doled out this entire, I, I don't know if Michael Bunting's was worth six games, but he got three. What's going on? Like, there's just, there's just zero consistency. What's the harm in doing it? Like, Vegas will be upset. BS. Behind closed doors, they won't be upset. Behind closed doors, they'll go, Alex, what are you doing? Well, exactly. But in, in front of the cameras, they'll be like, like, how do you defend that? Well, it's blatant. It's outright if you're blatant. Bruce Cassidy and, and 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 the rest of the organization, so just do it. Give them two games. It's so stupid. Like, why would you like, listen? You, I understand you've had you, you've been they've been going after you. Kane rides you into the boards. Absolutely, I, everybody saw that. He rode you in the boards, hit you from behind. He's out of the game. It's a misconduct. The game is over. What are you doing? Putting yourself in a position where you're bringing your your. It's it's at ninety degree angle, Jim. He puts it right up, bam. It's above his head. It's above. It's, it's way above his head. It's way above his head. Like and so he could have maybe at shoulder length gave him one, and and Dreisaitl's wrist could be cracked, and they'd be like, he's out for a couple games. Mm-hmm. And so what? And I'd be like, well, you know, he didn't intend. Maybe he intended to slash him. He didn't intend to break his arm. You could debate all that. This is undebatable to me. And it was infuriating, as our listeners can understand now, last night, listening yeah. to the debate of how you even it up, how you, why do you have to even anything up? I, I don't get that. This- so just call it is the point. And, and I can't believe we're here again. And here's the bigger point again. And I'll bring up baseball as well. Something happens like this in baseball. It's not a question, playoffs or not. You're getting suspended. It's, it, it's embarrassing to the National Hockey League if they do not suspend Alex Petrangelo right now. The, this texture says if he doesn't get what he deserves, I'm assuming talking about Alex Petrangelo and I'm the coach, I'm sending him my fourth liner to hack him, then see what happens. See, this is that's, the thing too, that's right? What's, that's what's led to this. So what's going to happen in the next game and the next day? It's like, we've talked about this. You and I are soccer guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In soccer, in the first 15 minutes, you make, you make if there's a call to be made, you make it. Yeah. Because if you don't and you let things slide, then you let the other one slide because that team got away with one. Yeah. And by the second half, it's a bloodbath. It's insane. You and that's what's going to happen here. If you want to control this series going forward, mm-hmm. you suspend Nurse for one game and you give Alex Petrangelo two. You got to set the strike zone, Jim. And, and, and anybody who calls to d- defend themselves or complain, I would love to be on this phone call, by the way. Alex, what were you thinking? 
and I'd love to hear it. And he might say, like, Alex Petrangelo is a pretty good guy. He would probably go, you know what? I lost my cool, and I'm, I feel really bad. And I didn't mean to do it that hard, and I just wanted to give him a tap, and I felt like he could say all of that. Yeah. And you could say, okay, Alex, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, we're sorry, but it's two games. Yeah. This texture says the league always reacts to an alleged precedent in order to hand out suspensions or very weak fines. Look at this specific incident and have some balls to hand out appropriate punishment to the offender. See, Thanks, this guys. is the that thing. This Dan. is our listeners. We're not getting a lot of Jim shut up. It wasn't that bad. We're not getting no. a lot of like, uh, and these are fans. Our listeners are fans. So if they're calling for this too, why won't the NHL do this? Why is it so hard for the NHL to figure out why do they listen to the GMs who cry foul after every single game and coaches who whine about the calls or whatever and, and cater to them? Mm-hmm. Why don't they sit down and say, this? these are the rules we're going to call them and we're going to make mistakes because we're human. We're not going to make everything, but on blatant things like this, we're going to call them and tell your players to control their emotions and not over the, your head two hand slash a guy. That's who's ruining this for them. Nobody else. It's only ruined if he doesn't get suspended. Eve says two games, one over the head slash, one for intent to injure. It was an intent to injure play. It wasn't a hockey play. Yeah. Connor McDavid said that. It was true. It, wasn't a, it was not a hockey play. It was a complete intent to injure. So we await for this decision. And he, and he, didn't, he didn't go after a two-bit player on the, not there's two-bit players, but he didn't go after, he went after Dreisaitl. Like that was well. Dallas Aikens made that great point. He said, you know what the, the hardest thing in hockey is? Is when the guy not only has his way with you physically, but then buries the puck every game too. Yeah. And that is, that's, that's a guy's absolutely dominating you in all aspects of the game. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Thank you for listening. I feel better. Actually, no, that was great. You're uh, good friend. Billy, yeah, it's great stuff. Billy <laughs> uh, Hanela was, uh, well, he spoke earlier this week, but his, uh, his availability with the moose was released today. There's a log jam for the Winnipeg jets at the blue line. What are they going to do? What do they need to do in that situation? They got to shore up some space in the left side. You know, the right side's a little thin. We'll talk about that coming up. Chats at noon on six eight CJOB. You know what? Let's uh, let's save the um, let's save the blue line talk for tomorrow. Okay. We'll have a bunch of we'll have a big okay. segment about that. We'll talk about the blue line and, and the log jam there. Dylan, Hainola, Chisholm, Declan Chisholm. What's going to happen with that situation? It's all going to fold. We'll talk about it tomorrow because we're getting a lot of um, we're, we're getting a lot of uh, talk on this. Uh, <laughs> this guy says a guy at work here called the slash a love tap. That's not what that was. <laughs> um, controversy sells, uh, makes for good highlights, making clear and consistent officiating. would get rid of that. That's why you won't see a change. Just stop. That's it not the really goal. Think- they don't have inconsistent refereeing to cause controversy and people talking about it. That's not why they go. They're not sitting there with their officials and go call it this way this month. Call it that way next month. Like all these conspiracy theories. I'm sorry. We need to stop that. There's nobody in a room going, let's cause some controversy and get people talking about our league, so let's not call uh, rules now. Yeah. It's just inconsistent and poorly done. It needs to be run better. Brett and Selkirk says a two-handed overhead axe chop shouldn't be in the slashing category. It should be given its own moniker and its own level of penalty. The line is gray as it should be clear. And, you know, that's the constant thing, because I've opened up the NHL rule, but we've gone through this several times, Jim, when we've seen things happen across the NHL. We go to the rule. It's it's on purpose. There's tons of gray area that is up to the official on the ice to make the determination, so that if a a call is sort of goes one way or the other, the league can go and say, look, the rule book can justify uh, what actually had happened. But a lot of it leaves things up to determination on the ice. This, too, not defending Petrangelo for what he did, 
But what are the Oilers coach doing having his two best players on the ice with a minute and a half left in a 4-1 hockey game? Come on. I can't play my players when I want to play them? Yeah, well. <laughs> Why? I mean, you can play your players when you want. And I think it was their shift. Like, they they didn't have a ton of points yesterday. They play it. Like, I get it. It's 4-1. Why? Because it's – I'm not going to run my my two lines for the last five minutes of a game because it's 4-1 and mm-hmm. bench my top two lines. I'm just running lines. And if there's an empty net coming, then I'm going to have my best players out there to try and bury the empty netter. Mm-hmm. This one says, Jim, blatant attempts to injure should be five games, $100,000 fine, and the team fined $100,000. Well, that from Andrew. Um you know what? I'm, I'm arguing against myself because we know who runs this league, right? It's the owners who tell Bettman. And when Bettman sits down with all the GMs and mm-hmm. they have these, they talk officiating. Like, it's just, like, there's a lot of people in the game that don't think it's bad or don't think it's, they miss a call here or there. And I just don't see that. Every game I see a GM and a coach furious. Well, well it's because it's, it's, it's always, if it happens to you, then it's a problem. But if it doesn't, who cares? That's I, I the just, attitude. And I'm not getting into the whole, like, the shenanigans, the it's playoff hockey and all that. I've been around. I get it. I like that part of playoff hockey. You get away with a little bit that, you know, it's an intense environment and blah, blah, blah. We're talking about a guy who over his head slashed a guy. And so it just should be, like, and I think the fans are at this point, at least the ones I hear from (laughs) and get the emails. They're at the point where they want that. Just make the calls. Ted, with an absolute beauty here to wrap up the show, uh, it's a one-two gamer. Yes, that's it. Give them the suspension. But don't talk like it's not part of the game. It is one of 20 similar violent incidents so far this playoffs. I haven't seen somebody take an overhead chop at somebody. That's not part. That is not part of the game, Ted. It I, I mean, you got to be able to differentiate or tell the difference between, you know, giving a guy an extra shot in a scrum, and a guy coming at you across the ice with the stick above his head already, and then chopping down on you. That's not. That has nothing to do with games. It's never been a part of the game, and it's not a part of the game. It isn't. It's not. It's not a hockey play. Connor McDavid said that he's absolutely right. Jim told to take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.